Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. You're going to want to stay tuned for this one. We have got Jack Maxey back and Jack has been completely vindicated in his pushing out there uh, Joe Biden's son's laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop has been completely verified as authentic. It's going to be really explosive. You're going to want to stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jack Maxey, good to be with you again. Oh, so great to be back here with uh, my family, as it were. Amen. Well, congratulations, are due. You have been vindicated in such a huge way. Um, the amazing part is, you really put yourself out on the line. Um, it was scary, knowing what you know, knowing that this was truly Hunter Biden's laptop, knowing that he's involved with the FBI in some very nefarious deals, knowing that his dad is now the president of the United States, you nonetheless went out on the line, all danger to yourself aside, for the good of America. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's actually been a great honor, I, I, I must tell you, to to be able to participate in such a way and trying to save our country, really, and, and by extension, save the whole West. Amazing. Many people uh, who haven't seen you on our former show would know you, of course, from uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, the former co-host. And uh, I want to go through what just happened. What just happened was truly revolutionary, be revolutionary because basically someone in the mainstream media finally did their homework. Um, I'm going to read from the Daily Mail, one of the largest newspapers in the world. Uh, they did an investigation into the Hunter Biden laptop after getting it from yours truly. And they really spent some money. Do you know how much money they spent? I think that they were very concerned to get it right. And you'll see that they hired a computer forensics group to go through it. I, I think that took them almost a month to get that confirmation, which I really appreciate because now it confirms the, the documents for everybody on planet Earth. And, and I think they've been trying to do it right. I don't really think that this is kind of in the wheelhouse normally of the Daily Mail, but I give them incredible props for their courage and taking a lead on this. You know, they have a concern too. Now you've got the president is over there at the G7 meeting in Cornwall. So the English are starting to realize, hey, you know, the this guy affects us as well. And I think the same is happening in continental Europe. If you see the headlines this morning, they're all kind of saying the guy makes no sense. What was he doing? Ripping Boris Johnson about the Ireland, Northern Ireland deal. Yeah. He, he's a couple of malaprops. Uh, I, I think he's in decline. I, my guess would be that, that Joe Biden is not in the catbird seat by the end of the year for reasons that have nothing to do with a lot. Let's go through this. This is the Daily Mail probably spent in the six figures getting this laptop uh, verified as authentic. Let's listen to this. This is from the Daily Mail. They commissioned the cyber forensics experts at Merriman and Associates to examine the hard drive to determine its authenticity. The firm's founder, Brad Merriman, was a 29-year veteran of the FBI, served as chief information security officer and founded the bureau's cyber forensic unit his partner dr joseph greenfield is an associate professor at the university of southern california and helped write their degree program in intelligence and cyber operations so they found that after extensive analysis of the hard drive uh, greenfield and merriman produced a report for daily mail detailing their findings among those findings they found hundreds of thousands of text messages, emails, more than 2,000 photos and video. I mean, horrible video that is just, you know, full of sexuality and all sorts of things, nude and uh, absolutely terrible stuff. But they also found multiple email accounts uh, dating back even to 2009. The report's findings were consistent with a known timeline for the hard drive. Um, they found Gmail addresses belonging to Biden used for his sex cam videos. 
In conclusion, they said this, the operating system timestamps appear to be authentic and no evidence was found to suggest that the timestamps or data were altered or manufactured. The report said, quote, no indications were found that would suggest the data was manufactured, end quote. So, I mean, we have got this verified in this massive, massive way, which should have been done. But let's take a step back in history for a second, because we already had some verification of this way back in the day, and importantly, before the election. I want to play this little clip, and it was late, it's true, it was just before the election, but remember Bublinski? Bublinski came forward, Tony Bublinski came forward to attest to the truth of these deals of Hunter Biden and the Biden family with China. Let's take a look. They've denied it and they've tarred my family name and a long history of serving this country and have other congressmen now talking about Russian disinformation. This whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. I held a top secret clearance from the NSA and the DOE. I served this country for four years in one of the most elite environments in the world, Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. And to have a congressman out there speaking about Russian disinformation or Joe Biden at a, uh, at a public debate referencing Russian disinformation when he knows he sat face to face with me, that I was traveled around the world with his son and his brother, to say that and associate that with my name is absolutely disgusting to me. Have you, did you complain about that? I mean, to suggest that you were committing treason or a part of a foreign attack on our democracy, which is how they characterized it. I mean, that, that's such a, a serious and, and I think unfair charge. Did yeah. you bring this up with them? Well, in basic form, you're exactly right. They are publicly accusing me of treason right now, um, treating me like I'm insignificant or the uh, 50 years of history that my family served this country is insignificant. And that's why I'm sitting here having this. I assure you, this is the absolute last place I want to be right now and the last thing I want to be doing right now. But I feel like I have a patriotic duty to this country and every American citizen to go on record and to find the facts for them and let them do their own work. Let them decide how they view those facts or not. But for the Biden family to deny these facts and then not only deny them, they could have just said no comment. But they didn't say no comment. They then brought in Russian disinformation and basically associated my name with that, which is absolutely disgusting to me. And I had to go on the record. I mean, there is that. This was just before the election. It was true. We were seeing evidence of this. You guys at, uh, you know, Bannon's War Room were sort of trying to bring this out and out and out. It never got anywhere. Um, then finally, Fox News gets this interview with uh, Bobolinsky. It comes forward. It's still ignored. So here's my question to you first to start off. Given the fact that basically virtually all the information of this was hidden from the American public, that, you know, right before the 2020 election, it, it sort of comes out a little bit. Is it possible to say that Joe Biden was still fairly elected president, given all this was happening and given the fraud? Well, I think that we're missing a significant point here. Bobolinsky is confirmation. The one thing about Bobolinsky, I will say, you know, it comes out as a lieutenant. He's taken his oath, but he took four years to come forward with the espionage story. So you have to wonder about, you know, his integrity, I'm sorry to say, because it took him four years and he only came forward after he realized that he was not going to be able to stay out of it if the laptop was revealed. That's Bobolinsky. We'll leave him aside. The main thing that happened at that same contemporaneous time was an open letter written by Clapper, Director of National Intelligence, Brennan, Panetta, two directors of the CIA, and Hayden, a director of the National Security Association. These guys wrote an open letter on the 19th of October within, I think, like 15 hours of the last article coming out from the New York Post. And, and they were emails that we and Rudy had pulled and given to the New York Post. I mean, just getting them to publish that was very difficult. But on the 19th of October, these four leaders, retired leaders of intelligence, come out and declare Hunter Biden's laptop to be a fabrication of Russian intelligence. It's on the 19th. Within days, every single thing concerning Hunter Biden was taken down. The New York Post was taken off of Twitter. The war room pandemic was taken off of Twitter. I posted well over 100 documents by that time. 
so if we want to talk about election interference, I think that we have to ask those guys and the 46 other people who signed it, some of which this was so hilarious, seven people who signed it were not allowed to be revealed for national security reasons. So now you have our national security apparatus two and a half weeks before an election declaring bombshell information that the American people deserve to know false and defamatory and fake and Russian fabrication. That, ladies and gentlemen, is absolute election interference. And what was frightening was watching the way the mainstream media took what they said as if it was gospel. You can even do searches today where you'll have papers around the world claiming that in no way can they report on this because Clapper, Brennan, and all those guys have said that it's fake. So this is still uh, operational now. I have personally tried to give this laptop to every major media organization in the United States. They've all told me no, no. Some off the record have told me it's because they're being constantly sued by progressive groups. This is collusion at the very highest levels. The fourth estate in bed with our intelligence services. And also, remember, you talked about those awful videos that Hunter had taken. Many of them, it turns out, he had uploaded to Pornhub, which is a Canadian operation. And within 24 hours of that story coming out, surprisingly, Pornhub changes their posting rules so that only verified accounts can appear there and eliminate more than two-thirds of their catalog. I don't think there are any coincidences, friends. I think that the uh, intelligence services have been pressuring people. I will tell your your audience, note the black Escalade in my background here. Uh, The intimidation has been almost daily. And uh, I I just, I, I feel stronger every day in my faith. I feel stronger every day in my faith in the American people. I do believe uh, that when brought to light, all of this is going to change the future for this country for the better. I think that we have to get back to our constitution. I think we have to get back to electing officials who are moral in their character. And this is a bipartisan issue. There are going to be plenty of Republicans who go down on this laptop. Let's not forget. Free is a Republican and he was the subject of bombshell article last week, several of them. It's amazing to me that these former directors of intelligence would go out on a limb like that for the election. Well, we say for the election because they had to know at some point, or did they think they're so powerful that this would just never come out anyway? Maybe there weren't people like you who were willing to die for it. Uh, it's it's just incredible to me. You know, the last time uh, you were on my show, um, we talked about Xi Jinping, about the head of the Chinese Communist Party, oops, the head of the Chinese Communist Party, the head of, you know, the, the Chinese government, the communist government. Um, have you found any more evidence on the laptop of Hunter Biden's direct involvement with him um, or even attempted involvement with the head of the Chinese Communist Party? A hundred percent. I mean, for example, all of these oligarchs that Hunter's involved with in Kazakhstan, Romania, some in Mexico, some in Latin America and Argentina, some in uh, Ghana and Africa, all of these people are intermediaries between Hunter Biden and the Communist Chinese Party. This is all part of their technique of corruption, right? They never do payoffs directly. They always pay off your nephew, your cousin, your brother, your sister. And so these oligarchs are introduced to Hunter as a vehicle for payment. Remember, he's either becomes the attorney of record for them or something like that. But really, Hunter's in Romania to buy the Ploeste oil fields. And Uh, Many of your listeners, Canadian, American, Great Britain, Australia, any of the allies in the West in World War II who were part of the Air Forces will remember Ploeste as a bloodbath. This was the last source of oil for the Nazi regime. And here we are 75 years later. It's putting a tingle on my back when I say it. And Hunter Biden is trying to broker the sale of that asset to the communist Chinese. How did we come to this level? And when... uh, I don't know where you want to go with this, but I'd be happy to talk about the Louis Free situation that we've been in the paper for several weeks because it's much more horrifying than actually the papers have been willing to publish because there's so many documents that are marked privilege that are in between high powered lawyers throughout Washington, Louis Free's team describing how they're going to commit these crimes. It's so explosive that 
that I think nobody wants to touch it. It brings down the whole castle. This is the head of the FBI. This is so what happens to American democracy, American freedom when you have this going on? Not just as people say, oh, the highest echelons of government. No, 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 no. It's actually, folks, the president of the United States right now, the head of the FBI. Um, wh- what do we do with that? So please do tell us about what happened with Louis Free. I was looking through some stuff for the Daily Mail about Jackie Bao, who was Hunter's communist Chinese uh, secretary assistant in the Hudson West deal in New York. That's a whole separate story. But in the midst of looking through this, I found a screenshot of a WhatsApp conversation that was sent to Hunter by a third party memorializing a conversation between Uncle Jimmy and this third party. And in it, they're trying to get straight the story of who represents this guy in Romania. Is it Uncle Jim? Let's make sure it's Hunter. We've got to make the story right and make sure you tell blank free. But it's the initial of his son who also works at Louis Free. So I thought, wow, I, I saved this for a reason. You know, back six months ago, why don't I look at this after I've done the Jackie Bow thing? And I start pumping in the names. And I find probably 20 emails more if you did all of the, you know, responses and stuff between Louis Free, all of his associates, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's, uh, you know, partner, the... Uh, Popolescu, or I'm pronouncing his name right, wrong, the guy from Romania who is the oligarch they're trying to get out of jail. Well, what happens is this oligarch gets prosecuted for corruption by a very fine, highly respected female prosecutor in Romania. And the trial is free and fair. Prosecutors respected. The guy's probably guilty. I know all this because Louis Free describes it this way before he then describes how he's going to take down this female prosecutor. Louis Free offers to Hunter and his client, essentially, he, not only does he say he could put to work all of his cadre of retired spooks and federal agents in Europe, but he can also put to work the current serving FBI agents in the State Department uh, security apparatus on behalf of Hunter's client. He can also put to work the FBI agents in anti-corruption police academy. This is almost like a Fellini movie in Romania that is staffed by FBI instructors. And Louis Free says, not only can I get the instructors to dig dirt on this girl, all their students are on our team too. We'll get them to go to work on it. This is outrageous beyond like anything that anyone can ever imagine. Well, when I first uncover this, I reach out to a well-known American patriot and I send him a couple screenshots, the ones I think I sent you to, John, several weeks ago. And uh, he, his response was, blankety blank blank. You know that blank blank. Pete Strzok used to be good friends with that blank blank uh, uh, Louis Free. I said, my gosh, if you can prove this, that would be just a bomb. I'll, call, I'll get it to the Daily Mail right now. I said, I don't know if I can prove it, but I just remember the two of those guys together all the time back in the 90s. So then I call after him, I call another friend of mine who's been a confidential source who in every single case has told me the truth. I've never found one inconsistency in what he's told me when I've been able to prove it. Now, sometimes he tells me things that I can't find on the hard drive, but he's been incredibly effective. He tells me when I don't even show him the documents, I just say, hey, I've got evidence that Louis Free was helping Hunter get a corrupted oligarch out of jail in uh, Romania in 2016. This is the spring of 2016, and this is important for everyone to remember, because while Louis Free and his partners, which are a couple of retired attorneys from the Southern District of New York, an attorney from the Middle District of Florida, a former head of Interpol, uh, another retired judge, a guy who they bill as the NSA expert who could solve any computer difficulty. And they correspond about how they're going to take this woman down. Never once does it come up that this may be unethical. Now, Louis, I'm a retired federal judge. This might not be ethical. No, the only thing that comes up, and it doesn't come up directly in the conversation, but it must have come up uh, in the in internal conversation is how are we going to get paid? Because Louis Free sends them all uh, an email response, and don't worry about getting paid on this one, guys. 
I've had my people dig up the dirt on him, and he's worth half a billion dollars in commercial real estate in Bucharest. So all of this is happening. So we're the FBI is corrupted. And I call the second guy, my confidential source, who I respect very much. And, and literally, I would, I would request that your audience pray for this man, because much more than me, his life is in danger, because he's a fact witness. He says to me, well, Jack, you do know that Pete Strzok and Louis Free were really good friends. I said, are you talking about Louis Free and Pete Strzok? I mean, how? What? How come you never told me this before? He says, well, you know, I didn't know. I, I didn't, it never came up. I'd never thought. And he was correct. Well, he's first thing out of his mouth is, you do know Louis Stroh and Pete Strzok are good friends. I'm like, oof. I said, can you prove that? And he says, I don't think so. He goes, but let me tell you how it worked. See, there were a number of spy catcher teams that worked directly under the director of the FBI in the 90s. They had a number of successes. And you have to remember, Louis Free, in part, is pushed out of the FBI before his 10-year term because of espionage failures, the most notable one being Hanson. Well, either way, he says, yeah, it struck his friends with him. I said, I said, wow, can you prove this? He goes, no, but he goes, I also remember, and I'm 90% sure about this, that James Comey was the executive officer who operated as the go-between between Director Free, Pete Strzok, and the other spy catcher teams. Now, if in 2016, the Biden crime family was advised by their abettors in criminal activity, most of whom are high-profile lawyers in Washington, D.C., if they referred him to Uncle Louis Free, and Louis Free was willing to pull out the stops of the national security apparatus inside the State Department, instructors at an anti-corruption academy, all of his retired spooks. If he's willing to go to the wall like this for Hunter's corrupted partner in Romania, who do you think they're going to call in 2019 when they lose the laptop? They're going to call Louis Free. And who do you think Louis Free is going to call? He's going to call Pete Strzok. Just for everybody's uh, knowledge, who's Peter Strzok and, and what does he do? Peter Strzok is, let me explain Peter Strzok. He was the number two guy in counter-espionage at the FBI. Most people will remember him as the meme from the original impeachment trial in 2019 and the early part of 2020. He was the guy with the big bug eyes and the veins coming out of his head. Very angry. He's the one who, as number two in counter-espionage, was engaged in a, a, an adulterous affair with an attorney at the FBI. He's the one who had all of those uh, unseemly text messages revealed because of FOIA requests. Uh, he's ironically now a professor at Georgetown in counter-espionage, which is obscene. As Catholics, we can say that. Wow. This explains to me why the laptop disappeared. This explains to me why... It wasn't, and I said this before, why did they have a specialist in child pornography from North Jersey come pick it up when they could have had a regular agent from Wilmington or Chester, PA or, or Philadelphia or Baltimore come pick it up? Why get a guy who's 125, 30 miles away? Well, it also explains why he asked if there was child pornography on the, on the laptop, probably because people who know Hunter would suspect that that's the case. I note that the FBI didn't go to Rudy's uh, apartment last week. A month and ask him if there was child pornography on the computers they seized from him. And note, they would not take the hard drives that Rudy showed them and said, these are Hunter Biden's hard drives. They would not take them. It also explains why that FBI agent made the threat to uh, Matt Isaacs when Matt Isaacs tells him, I'm glad you guys finally showed up because I've been afraid for my life. Matt Isaacs, by the way, being the uh, store owner of the laptop store for fixing it where, where he went. Yeah. Yes, I apologize. Matt Isaacs is the incredible patriotic young man who did not trust the FBI and kept copies of the laptop. Note the FBI has, they still haven't made a comment on the laptop. They've had it since the 9th of December, 2019. They were in possession of exculpatory evidence for an impeachment trial yeah. of the president of the United States. And they sat on it. In fact, the agent who should have been most cognizant of the presence of the FBI and the possession of the F FBI testified against 
the sitting president. That would be Peter Strzok. Not only did they sit on it as if perhaps they didn't never looked at it. Oh, no, 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 no. They looked at it, knew what was in it, and then fabricated testimony to defeat the reality so that the election could go the way it did. It, this is treasonous. You know who were betrayed at the first instance were all of the Democratic candidates in the primary. Right. I mean, OK, Trump had the impeachment trial. He's let off. But when the primaries came around, do you really think that the Democratic electorate of the United States would elect a candidate if they had known about this laptop? Absolutely not. I mean, there are horrifying things in there. I have evidence that Hunter was a full on drug dealer. At one point, he's in possession of 40 grams of cocaine and discussing how they distribute it on the street. He has a, a, a poor trafficked woman who's with him, gets hospitalized because she overdoses with Hunter. He, uh, it's on and on, multiple conversations where he's paying money for women, trafficking them all over the place, sometimes even, even uh, sending Ubers to bring them across state lines. This is the salacious stuff. That alone should put somebody in jail for the rest of their life. But the awful stuff, the stuff that impacts us on a national security basis is really the big portion of this laptop. And it is everywhere, everywhere. I mean, I find something new every day. For example, you remember this woman, London Roberts, who was uh, Hunter's, I would loathe to be say lover. She was a, a dancer in Washington, D.C., who he got pregnant but there was something much more between them than Hunter implies. He says, I don't even remember. Well, you had earlier emails memorializing between Hunter and his secretary, Katie Dodge, that this woman was on the payroll, that this woman was getting uh, her health insurance covered. I have an email from the fall of 2017 where Hunter is in an argument with the management of House of Sweden, which also houses the Swedish embassy, the Swedish ambassador, and the Icelandic embassy. Hunter has an office there. He shares a wall with the Icelandic ambassador. And they complain that Hunter brings in people through the back door. Hunter's response is, you're all racist. You don't like my friends because of the color of their skin. And as for the last person I brought in here, her name is London Roberts, and she happens to be the uh, basketball coach and mentor to my daughter, Maisie, and Malia Obama. Really? Who knew? Maybe Hunter's lying, but maybe he's telling the truth. There is incredible stuff on here. It's just scratching the surface. There are 125,000 emails. And many of the emails, people are like, how come you can't find stuff more easily? Many of the emails are done in a way that they obscure the contents. For example, he'll have... Uh, Hey, Hunter, great seeing you will be the uh, headline. And then you'll open it up. It'll be a forward to email from his uh, co-conspirators in some criminal activity. It, it's off the charts. I have, remember I said that there was a, a Western state senator who might be tangentially involved last time, particularly concerning their online gambling operation in Latin America called uh, Ocho Juego. Ocho Rio Gaming. And uh, I found now emails with Tag Reed all over them concerning their Latin American online gaming operation. I mean, if any of your audience watched Ozarks, yeah. they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This corruption runs so deep, and I am absolutely convinced that the reason the FBI sat on this laptop was not necessarily directly to ensure that Joe Biden got elected. It was to ensure that the national intelligence apparatus was not exposed as a corrupt element inside all of this criminal activity. They had to save those serving FBI uh, agents at the Bucharest Academy. They had to save the serving FBI agents in the State Department. They had to save Louis Free. They had to save everybody. And if what I say about Comey and Pete Strzok's relationship with Louis Free and the suppression of the laptop is true, and I believe it is. I've said it 10 times. No one's decided to attack me as a liar or uh, sue me for defamation. So all of these things I believe are true. And I think that what should inspire our audience here is all will be revealed. 
light is going to shine on all of this. And again, I have tingling in my skin saying this. There are greater forces at work here than just me. And many times I, I've, I've teared up thinking of all the fine people who have been praying for me. But really, pray for this country. It's such a wonderful country. We still have that constitution. We just need to put men and women in power. And this is a challenge for the American people. One of, one of the things they're dealing with is an absolutely corrupt president who obviously, from what we've seen, has come to power fraudulently. Um, let me ask you about Joe Biden's direct involvement. Uh, from the emails that you've seen on the laptop, have you seen any involvement directly of Joe Biden in Hunter Biden's business dealings? Yes, I have evidence that uh, Hunter talked to his father to, to get some South Americans into the White House. He clearly states it. He says in communications with his partners, Devin and Jeff Cooper, let me talk to my dad about this. There's one correspondence and it's a third party correspondence sent to, I think, Eric Schwerin, who then forwards it to Hunter describing, hey, do you think your dad can talk to Governor Edwards down in Louisiana because we sold this entity called Citizens Rx, which is a, a pharmacy benefits plan to LSU, and we'd love to get the whole state on board. If your dad could talk to the governor, that'd be great. This is another one of their grifts. They sold it to the Teamsters in New York. I sold it to Louisiana State University. Multiple times Hunter's dad is involved. I mean, there's times when Hunter is communicating with some Latin Americans in which he says, Hey, thanks for letting me use your compound in uh, Puerto Vallarta, I believe it is. Showed all the pictures to my dad. He loves it. Can't wait to see you guys down in Mexico. His dad is knowledgeable of everything. In fact, Hunter in 2010, 2011 hires a woman named Kathy Chung. Hunter hires her. There's no communication between anyone in Biden's office. It's just Hunter and her hires her to be a secretary for the vice president. This woman still works for the vice president. This is the same woman who constantly forwarded every single document from inside the vice president's office to Hunter Biden. This is the woman who sent through a third party to Hunter all of the cell phone numbers, private cell phone numbers of everybody from Bill Clinton all the way down to committee chairs in the House. You don't think that a, a communist adversary would want to have that list? Heck, yes, they would. And remember, Hunter was also hired a woman inside Rosemont Seneca, the broker-dealer in Washington, the vehicle for much of this money laundering. The first thing that she does, the Chinese hire her, and him, I don't know, you're not sure of the sex of this player. And the first thing that they do is inform Hunter that we now are going to declare this person to be the communication director for Rosemont Seneca, Bohai Harvest, and in charge of all comms between Beijing and you. And the first order of business is going to be to take this new employee and send them to Beijing for a one-month training program in communications. Now, this employee had a separate office from Hunter's with a separate door right next door to his and also shared an office wall with the ambassador from Iceland. Iceland is an incredibly important strategic ally within the NATO complex and as is sweden and hunter is dragging people in and out of that building willy-nilly he's put a spy in there right through the wall with the with the ambassador from iceland this is beyond measure and then he's got this woman kathy chung working for the vice president and i have the emails where he hires her and you have to wonder why is kathy always reaching out to hunter third parties providing him with information he doesn't need there's no request for those uh uh, private cell phone numbers. And when you look back at Louis Free, for example, Hunter was kicked out of the Navy for cocaine abuse in 2014. His first weekend of reserve duty, they uh, give him a urinalysis test, he fails. The, despite the fact how he got a commission at age 47 is beyond anyone's comprehension because they don't even give commissions to brain surgeons at that age. But Hunter gets one. All the burnished the daddy's image as uh, you know, Mr. Military. That's why they sent uh, Bo over as a JAG officer, right? And if you look at the photos, it looks like Joe's, you know, Bo is jumping out of Chinooks. Nonsense. He's sitting in an air-conditioned office just, you know, making legal briefs. And so this is all part of burnishing their image. Now, 
let's say that Louis Free is best friends with Joe Biden. They grew up in Wilmington. They know each other. They're good buddies. They go to church. Let's, let's say that's the case. So he should be very well cognizant of Hunter Biden being a drug addict and a loser and a complete uh, uh, dangerous person, right? He would know this just from his dad, even if all they did was play golf. You know, two buddies are going to talk about their children. Why would he take a phone call from Hunter Biden? Why would the ex-head of the FBI under any circumstances even take a phone call from this kid? let alone turn around and use FBI assets, State Department assets. There's also some indication from the Romanians we've spoken to that the U.S. ambassador got involved. And remember, all of this is occurring. Well, Joe Biden, Ambassador Voinovich, the little bow-tied sub-employee Kent, and the insufferable English coal miner's daughter were all over in Ukraine a thousand kilometers away getting rid of corrupted prosecutors. It doesn't make sense, does it? It really doesn't. And I'm sure the Eastern European State Department group had to be well cognizant of what was going on in Romania as well as what was going on in Kiev. So all of these people really, I think, engaged in a fraud for the American people. I, I personally think that there are elements within our State Department, Department of Justice, who believe that is their moral mandate to run the country as they see fit while using this pretense of a constitutional republic to mollify the instincts of the American people. Because if the American people realized how things really operate, they'd be in the streets with pitchforks. China plays such a, a large role. Though. One of the things that... Um that Rudy Giuliani always used to say was uh, the Biden crime family uh, are completely owned by China. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the media made such fun of Trump because he would always say China, China. It was this video of China, China, China. It's funny, though, because the emails suggest China's all over this, that, that there is a lot to uh, this idea that the Bidens are owned by China. In, in your look through the emails, did you see evidence of China playing a role e even in the 2020 election? Uh, well, you've got to remember the laptop ends on about early April of 2019. So I don't have any evidence like that. But I have plenty of evidence. Like, for example, and I think it's in 2015, Joe is president. Hunter is tasked by his handlers at Bohai Harvest, all communists, to help them organize Chairman Z's trip to Los Angeles. And the purpose of having Hunter involved is Bohai Harvest, which constantly is in communication with Chairman Z because it, it took Chairman Z to sign off to give a billion five from the Chinese Communist Bank to invest with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and Jimmy Whitey Bulger, right? So Chairman Z is tied in you know, at arm's length in everything. And the purpose of his visit to L.A. is to try and get Chairman Z to visit two solar companies based out in the San Fernando Valley so that he can help grease the skids for the purchase of these two companies, strategic assets. And you remember, China now controls the solar business. And uh, what's in it for you guys? Hey, we're going to get a good payoff for Bohai Harvest. We'll bonus you, whatever. Is that not a FAR violation? I thought when the chairman of Communist China came to America that his schedule would be controlled at the highest levels of the State Department and uh, by the president, not Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and Jimmy Whitey Bulger. It's all over this thing. It's everywhere. I have thank you letters from Yi Ming, the head of CEFC, Chinese Energy Fuel Corporation, the one that uh, was trying to buy the oil fields at Ploeste, the one who was trying to buy the gas fields in Kazakhstan, the one trying to buy the offshore oil and gas assets off the Yucatan in Mexico, on and on and on. I have a letter from Yi Jiaming where he thanks Hunter, thanks his whole family. Without your family's support, we could never achieve the aims of CEFC. What are the aims of CEFC? To provide energy independence, no matter how, by hook or crook for the Chinese communists. That is not a betrayal of national security. I don't know what is. And then you look at what Joe Biden has done since he came into office. No more fracking on federal lands. We're going to shut down the pipeline from the oil sands in Canada. All of this plays into the hands 
of providing more control for their energy supply for the communist Chinese, because it's going to turn us back into a net importer of fuel rather than somebody who's driving the market. This is betrayal at the highest levels. And then when you think about Pete Strzok testifying against Hunter, the first thing I did when I looked at this laptop as an old Wall Street guy, I figured let's look at the low-hanging fruit because if you know you start with the premise that these guys are criminals, then they're definitely not following the rules inside their broker-dealer, Rosemont Seneca, which I also might add was originally the broker-dealer for the Heinz family office, Chris Heinz. Chris Hines, Chris Hines, John Kerry, Mrs. Hines say it over and over again. And so I begin looking at the records of and communications surrounding the broker dealer. I find probably in a half hour, I find a dozen crimes, a dozen simple, basic wire transfer fraud. Guess who, at least as a couple months ago, I don't know if she's still there, Biden made Peter Strzok's wife the acting head of SEC enforcement. Are you kidding me? It gets deeper and deeper and deeper all the time. My understanding is the only reason there's any continued investigation of Hunter Biden, you've heard him say, well, he may not have paid $450,000 in tax. Absolute nonsense. First of all, you should talk to the guys who run Eudora Global. They hold back Hunter's payments to juice his wife out of her settlement. Same with the Chinese. I mean, it's, it's beyond anything that a human being can really imagine. It's, I mean, think about it. Hunter's accused by his own family of abusing his dead brother's daughter while sitting on the board of directors of his dead brother's foundation instituted for the protection of children from child abuse. Yeah. Guess who sat on that board? Louis J. Free. And then you have other things that happen in those conversations between Louis Free and Hunter about getting his friend out of jail. I, I had always, I remember I had posted a couple of, emails where Hunter brags about his deep friendship with Louis Free with others. And I had always posted them on Twitter before I got taken down and elsewhere, hoping to get a reaction out of Louis Free. No reaction. Well, it turns out they are friends because in the midst of that conversation, Louis Free says, hey, Hunter, you know that $100,000 I gave to the grandkids last year? My accountant and the IRS are telling me it's not kosher for me to do that through my uh, uh, family foundation. So if you could get Haley to turn that that around. Uh, I, my lawyers have it all set up. I'm just going to write a personal check for the children. And then there's multiple emails where Louis Free is begging Hunter to get together with his dad. The two, the three of them can make millions after Joe leaves office. Are these appropriate actions for retired heads of the FBI? Is it appropriate for retired heads of the CIA, NSA, and Director of National Security to come out with fake lies two weeks before the election to suppress this information from the American people? Is it appropriate for the FBI to have kept the contents of that laptop from the tens of millions of Democrat primary voters? I don't understand why Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, two times he was punked. Remember, we never saw Hillary's laptops either. To bring this up to speed to current events, we've learned that even as late as April, Hunter Biden is still on Bohai Harvest, BHR Partners, which is a Chinese government uh, controlled or you might say associated firm. And isn't that a problem that, you know, the president's son is in this company, this Chinese government, communist Chinese government controlled company uh, at the time when he's the sitting president of the United States? Well, it's very troubling. And we have to remember the origins of Bohai Harvest, just like Joe Biden was tasked with being in charge of Ukraine. He goes there, we lose Crimea, but Hunter gets a job with uh, Burisma. Coincidence? Who knows? He goes to China because he's supposed to make sure that the Chinese don't build uh, islands in the South China Sea, and he's supposed to support keeping the sea lanes open, and he's going to go have a tough talk with Chairman Xi, and he brings Hunter along. And a month and a half later, Hunter has a $1.5 billion investment and a private equity fund in partnership with the Communist Bank of China. Yeah. Coincidence? I don't know. Let's look at that relationship with Bohai Harvest. Hunter's a 10% owner of it, along with uh, Jimmy Bulger, Jimmy Whitey Bulger, and Devin Archer. And the way the thing is constructed is it has a 
1% management fee. So 1% management fee on 1.5 billion, do the math. Hunter gets a million five every year for just, just sitting on his hands. But he also gets 10% of the upside. So let's say they turn a, a billion five into three billion over the life of the private equity fund, which could, you know, they could last anywhere from five years to a decade. Then that means that Hunter would get $150 million as his payout if they had a 2X on that firm, on that fund. Wow. This is real money. And the Chinese have been holding back the payments to Hunter. They don't want to, you know, they, they got to make sure that he gets it held back, just like Eudora Global held back a lot of payments to Hunter to keep him from having to pay his wife, Kathleen. Now, it's very, very troubling. This company, in my opinion, is a front operation for Chinese espionage so that they can buy Western strategic assets. They bought a company in, in Detroit called Heineken Motors in 2015, I believe it was, 2015, 16. They have to get CFIS review. That's the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. All of our people sign off on it. That means Secretary of State, Secretary of Treasury, Secretary of Commerce, Department of Defense, and I believe the Director of National Intelligence on behalf of the executive branch. All of these people signed off on it. When they're setting up their celebratory dinner for making this purchase of this American automotive company that makes dampening systems for things like the F-35 fighter engine mounts for all kinds of military vehicles, maybe even submarines. They, uh, CIFIS signs off on it, and they're planning to have a celebratory dinner. Well, before CIFIS is even signed off, the Chinese write to Archer Bulger and uh, Hunter Biden, hey, good news. Our sources on the inside tell us that everyone's going to sign off on CIFIS by Tuesday. Who are their sources on the inside? So it's not just Hunter who's corrupted the internal operations of our government. And as I said earlier, I mean, Hunter had a spy embedded inside his office in House of Sweden, which houses the Swedish embassy, shared a wall with the Icelandic ambassador. Hunter put a Chinese-American girl, Kathy Chung, in the president, vice president's office in 2011. She is still there. Yeah. All of this should horrify everybody. And what it tells me is that our intelligence uh, community is corrupted at the highest levels. And I, I just got off the phone with a dear friend, a retired agent. And you know, one of the sad things is not everybody is corrupt. So I think that what's happening right now, I think we should all look at this as a positive sign. They're losing control of this narrative. And there is a very important newspaper, the one that broke Watergate, that has now made a request for this copy, a copy of the hard drive. So things might get hot here very quickly. And I want people to remember that this country has been through tough times before. We have dealt with bad actors in the past, and we have a fantastic constitution based upon the rule of law and, and God and, and, and our, our belief system. We just now need to find the proper men and women to take charge of it. And that is happening. We are watching an uprising in America of decent American people who are saying enough we are tired of watching this elite use our tax dollars to enrich themselves. Let's look at Joe Biden. How does a guy have three, four, five houses when he was a government employee his whole life? I don't know. Right? How does Hunter stay in $2,000 a night hotel rooms doing drugs all day long? And how does that qualify him to uh, get these $1.5 billion dollar contracts with China and this company. It's unreal. Jack, first of all, thank you for what you've done for America. Uh, thank you for your great courage uh, and really selfless courage. Um, what are your parting words uh, for America right now? This is a great vindication of the work you've done uh, and in a real uh, scary look into what is actually happening in the government of the United States and in the highest echelons of the Secret Service are, uh, and of the you know agencies that are supposed to protect Americans really uh, doing a job of betraying them. Uh, what's, your, what's your parting words for us? Well, I think the sad thing is the very institutions who are supposed to protect our constitutional liberties have actually been betraying us at every level. I think that we need to clean house. But I also want to leave people on an optimistic note. This, the tide is turning. They are not going to be able to stop this if they don't do it in a responsible fashion or if they in some way eliminated me. There are triggers in place so that this goes to everyone on planet Earth. 
But it has always been my intention to protect these poor trafficked uh, young women and uh, perhaps family members who were also abused by Hunter Biden. So it is my real prayer that the institutions in this country, the fourth estate, the media will finally wake up and begin to take a look at this. And as I say, I'm hopefully delivering a copy of the laptop very shortly to a very important a newspaper of record. And it is my hope that we see a rebirth in this country of the values that we know speak to all of us, which are decency, honesty, respect for the law, and, and love of country and, and love of God. So we get back there. This could be a great, beautiful turning point for this country. And I think always shedding light on things is the proper, proper way to do it. And we're doing it with brave organizations like LifeSite News, who are sticking their necks out to report this. The Daily Mail has done it. And now maybe even a prominent Washington paper will do it. Be not afraid, people. That's the message. Be not afraid. Pray. Say your rosary all the time. And, and all will be well. Amen. Thank you so much, Jack Maxey. God bless you. God bless you too. God bless America. Amen. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers, are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.